Good day, everybody. This is Austin from Awesome Makers, based out of Colorado Springs, Colorado, doing episode number one of a very untraditional podcast. Um, I'm going to try to make it fun and lively. Uh, a little bit about me, I'm an introvert, so you know, it took me three months after recording the intro to this podcast to actually do this first episode, so... Uh, as lively as I may seem, I definitely uh, love being in my own mind, and hopefully I can share that mind with you guys as I go along this journey uh, at Awesome Acres. Uh, currently, Awesome Acres was founded in 2017 in Castle Rock, Colorado, with a uh, very small wooden greenhouse surrounding an aquaponic uh grow bed grow chamber i guess you can call it and uh two other raised beds and it just kind of went huge so i decided to bring that down to colorado springs our second site was at uh off of vermaho avenue uh, shout out to my buddy chris miller for setting up a lot of uh the infrastructure there and then we kind of added on to it and did some row gardening and learned a lot did a little bit more aquaponics over there um and then uh, kind of moved out of that space and into the space we're at now, um, which is a little bit more elaborate. And I'm hoping to kind of just make this dream a reality and this concept of urban gardening uh, a little bit more expansive here in Colorado Springs. It's a pretty, pretty wide area, Colorado Springs, if you're not familiar with it. Um, it's a small population, but it's kind of spread out. Um, it goes all the way to the, the foothills of the Rocky Mountains um, and stretches out east. Um, so there's, there's a bit of diversity as far as landscape is concerned and, and people as well. But there's a, there's a lot of gardeners all over the place and we happen to land uh, kind of on the east side of town um, with a really cool neighborhood and a lot of cool neighbors who are, are urban farmers as well, uh, surrounded by chickens and roosters, even though they're not necessarily legal we don't own any but you definitely hear them every morning um, we've got friends who have goats and rabbits and ducks and you know horses and pigs and all the, all the fun things in an urban setting it's pretty um, it's pretty humbling you know that everyone's kind of just just doing their thing but but leaning on each other you know we've done some seed swaps already um, manure swaps <laughs> which is pretty fun and uh, hopefully at Awesome Acres here we can contribute back um, and you know do some classes, um, give back in our produce, uh, which we produced a lot of this last summer, and uh, kind of inspire people, really. Um, where I'm at currently is in my greenhouse. It's at the top of our hill. Um, it's a newly built greenhouse. We've been working on it all summer in preparation to grow through the winter. Uh, it's currently 19 degrees outside Fahrenheit. Um, inside the greenhouse, it dipped pretty low last night. It's at 35 degrees. Uh, it's just almost coming up on 8 in the morning. So the sun's just starting to peek into the greenhouse. Uh, the first day I've seen frost on the windows. Um, wind is whipping outside, but in, inside the, the greenhouse, it's pretty calm. But again, yeah, it's pretty small. It's a 12 foot by 12 foot. Um, we sunk... The foundation two feet in the ground and then from there uh, I built an aquaponic pond 
out of concrete another three foot in the ground so the base of the aquaponics is sitting about five feet under under the earth so we're trying to use some geothermal mass uh, heat to regulate the temperature um, obviously I'm standing in the pond right now that doesn't have water in it so the geothermal heat transfer isn't active um, I just have a current you know a little space heater currently um, but we're building a pretty cool um, pretty cool design and concept here uh, for greenhouses and uh, if you guys want to hop over and see some video or uh, some pictures of it um, we're on Instagram at, at awesome acres and on Facebook I'm trying to be better about posting on there but um, you can only do so much in a day and what I've been doing with my day is building 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 um, my background if anyone is new to my endeavors um, was uh, I received my master gardener's certificate through CSU Colorado State University three years ago now and have used that knowledge uh, to kind of just really bring bring light to agriculture which is pretty big I guess if you're in the scene a lot of people you know my family included you know, really are still kind of on the back burner as far as how how much agriculture in Colorado there is or in the United States. Um, obviously, we're going through some struggles right now with this COVID pandemic. Um, a lot of farmers are kind of losing their land because they can't afford the rent because they were told not to produce or uh, don't have an outlet of distribution because restaurants are are starting to cut back on their their supply chains um, grocery stores are still stocked but you can start to see a, a minimal supply uh, here in Colorado so we're trying to combat that and bring not only local produce and fresh produce but healthy nutritious and nutrient dense produce which is the biggest struggle a lot of people think that's counterintuitive going with an aquaponics um, style uh, grow operation uh, that's only part of it our, our aquaponics is just inside our greenhouse uh, we grow in soil you know row crops outside we did last year we did uh, tomatoes peppers zucchini squash beans um, hot peppers as well uh, a few beets a few collards kale uh, parsley cilantro dill you know a few other herbs and spices uh, that just kind of got us started um, being in this this current property just hit a year uh, last month um, we really kind of blitzkrieged our grow operation uh, to get the most that we could out of last summer and I think we did pretty well you know we sold a few eggs uh, from the six chickens we have um, just some friends just kind of get the get the word out there um, we gave most of our produce away um, I would say 99% of it we gave away. <laughs> I think there was a friend that like, you know, gave us a donation just as a, a thank you. So appreciate you guys uh, for, for, uh, giving us feedback more importantly on, on the produce and, you know, starting with organic seeds, starting with organic soil and, uh, really minimal nutrients, you know, trying to, trying to see what was here on the land, um, and what we needed to do to amend that soil for next year. So now we've teamed up with some 
organic farmers out east uh, that have alpaca, we've got goat, we've got horse, we've got rabbit and chicken manure, all trying to kind of make a, a fun blend and really make these uh, veggies pop next year. Um, a big part of the greenhouse is uh, with Colorado, if you're not familiar, we have a pretty limited growing season. Um, I would say we maybe have about good three or four good months without, you know, big temperature swings that we have in the springtime, uh, all the way down to hard frosts late in the year. We had one in May of the spring that kind of killed a lot of the blooms on our apple tree, um, really stunted a lot of our, our tomato growth and our pepper growth. So we actually had to restart, uh, which was uh, pretty unfortunate. But that's how it goes. <clears throat> you know, in the agriculture world, you gotta, you got to watch nature. Um, with that, I've been watching nature and developing this, this concept of a, a controlled environment agriculture or CEA model for over 10 years. Uh, before this endeavor, I worked for Whole Foods Market for the better part of 10 years. Many different locations, many different uh, teams within that, that storefront. Um, it taught me a lot about um, organic gardening, you know, local, local production, and uh, the scarcity that we're kind of facing. And that was even pre-COVID. Um, you know, again, if you're not familiar with Colorado, in Colorado Springs, we're about 45 minutes south of Denver. Um, that's just a highway drive, a straight shot to Denver. Denver being our bigger metropolis uh, that has a lot of distribution facilities uh, that brings our produce down uh, to Colorado and to, to most of southern Colorado. Um, just about, about 15, 20 minutes north of us is a, is a cool little town called Monument, Colorado. And they have a, this nice little, little pass, I guess you could call it. Monument Hill is what it's titled. And uh, it's only about 6,500 feet uh, in elevation. But it just has a very interesting weather pattern uh, to it. And it gets whitewashed and with, with a steep climb uh, and a steep descent on both sides, you know, that, that hill is, is closed. And uh, with, with scarcity in mind, you know, we, we can't really get food beyond that hill. You know, that's it. We have one other highway, 83, that's it's only a little two-laner. And it, it really doesn't provide much relief uh, when huge, now six-lane highways are, are closed during the wintertime. And that's kind of what spawned um, the thought of bringing more local food production down here to Colorado Springs. If you're in Colorado Springs and you're a local producer, uh, let's definitely connect. You know, there's a, there's a passion in all of us, and I think bringing that passion and that actual product to our local community is is more necessary now more than ever and you know those might be a lot of buzzwords and you know i don't want to scare anybody but you know it's uh it's it's hard not to not to uh have the food that you're looking for and that might be a very uh first world problem but you know that that scarcity starts to slide into second third world problems very quickly and that's just something i don't want to see in my lifetime so i'm going to do everything i can to promote good, healthy, nutritious food, um, spread knowledge about it. It's one of our basic human elements that we need to survive. And I found a passion in it. I love growing food. I love seeing sprouts sprout and uh, um, 
<laughs> you know, it even kind of gave me some joy this last uh, summer. Uh, we had uh, 14 varieties of tomato plants, uh, some that we grew from seed, some that I received from uh, University, University of Colorado at Colorado Springs. They have a sale every year, and we bought some, some pretty cool varieties of tomatoes uh, from them. So shout out to UCCS. They're doing some good things over there, too. Um, the tomatoes did really well at the top of the hill, uh, just just feet away from where the greenhouse is. And, uh, you know, we'd look and we'd say, oh, man, you know, they're, they're, they're coming out nicely. The tomatoes are nice and green. Oh, this one will be ripe tomorrow. That one will be ripe tomorrow. And we go out the next morning and a squirrel or a little field mouse has uh, eaten a nice little bite out of this beautifully ripe tomato <laughs> and of course you get mad because you're putting all this energy into it but then i you know kind of humbled and thanked myself for producing something that that the local animals wanted to eat and although i wanted to eat it too you know at least we're kind of giving back to nature uh at least for now we might uh, we might get a cat and our dogs you know tend to scare off the the squirrels pretty well so we'll uh we'll we'll cross that hurdle next year when we come to it but in the meantime try to focus on the greenhouse um it is uh it's in its uh final legs of being built we're doing a really cool nutrient film technique uh which is a 100 percent running water system it's it's not stop uh, and go what they call ebb and flow um we're not using misters we're not using um uh, you know, floating rafts. Uh, this is, is this is uh, if you'd imagine a a tube with holes cut in the top um, and just rushing nutrient dense water rushing past the root systems, 100% of the time. Um, and then it goes into a circulatory system, so that water gets filtered through the roots through a small charcoal filter right before it goes back into the aquaponic pond that I'm standing in. Uh, the pond itself is about 375 gallons. Uh, at its minimum, we could probably kick it up to 500. There's space for it, but uh, we'll kind of want to start small. Um, so that's the kind of the basic operation. Is this what they call NFT system? And it's cool because uh, the way I've designed it, uh, that same water system passes not only through the mature adult plants, but through the adolescent plants and into the seedlings. Uh, it's all one system. It all kind of runs as one river, essentially. And at the core of that is our aquaponic tank. And uh, we're currently using some koi fish, uh, very young koi fish, to kind of culture the water or to cycle the water, you know, to get the uh, nitrification uh, uh, started. You know, we have uh, all our beneficial bacteria that really need to kind of get established before we can launch any edible fish or uh, a larger amount of fish in here. So in 375 gallons, we have on order with the Colorado Gator Farm. Shout out to those guys out in Alamosa or near Alamosa, Colorado. Uh, we ordered uh, 100, um, about adolescent tilapia. They're going to be about five to seven inches. We wanted to give, uh, give them a good hearty start and, and and use their nutrients you know use their waste uh as nutrients for our plants so we you know we wanted to start young and say oh we could we started this from the ground up but i think it was it was um, more beneficial to start with adolescent tilapia um you know they're just a little bit more resilient 
Um, Alamosa is about a three-hour drive from here, so next week, and hopefully I'll do a podcast in route. Uh, next week, we'll be driving out to Alamosa to go pick up our fish, check out their gator farm, and and then drive them back. You know, and uh, they'll be bagged up. So you know, a three-hour drive doesn't give us much of a window to get them acclimated to our pond. So uh, we're gonna have to have everything set and ready, uh, which we'll be doing here by the weekend and uh, kind of kind of just going for it. Um, last night, Rebecca and I, my lovely wife, uh, planted 100 seedlings and that was my goal uh, with this greenhouse, with the timeline we're looking at. I wanted to have 100 growing plants by mid-December um, just showcasing, you know, the aquaponic system, but also showcasing that we can grow in the wintertime in Colorado and kind of just, just show the advancements in technology and, um, you know, and what, what's, what we're capable of, you know, not just us as people, but, you know, as a race. And, you know, I guess at a core, Awesome Acres really wants to establish, you know, food security, um, globally is the big idea. Um, you know, they say think globally, act locally, and that's what we're definitely doing. Um, another friend of mine started an idea of having major food farms within 50 miles of every major city. Um, I think there are still some loose uh, numbers around what local means. Uh, some say it's 70 miles, some say it's 50, some say it's 40, some say it's 10. Um, you know, it kind of really depends on, on the infrastructure and, and if we can just get local, more local, um, our food is fresher. The food nutrients stay active, uh, longer. Well, I guess not longer, but they, they, they will reach your mouth and reach your plate faster. So our bodies can absorb more nutrients and really, yeah, just, uh, just benefit everybody you know there's less distribution there's more nutrition uh there's more discussion about how we can even you know emphasize what local means and what uh nutrient density means Uh, we've got some pretty low standards here to be honest and i think we need to increase those um you know let's uh yeah, let's just kind of make that a topic of discussion, maybe for a later podcast. Um, again, with the untraditional podcast, I'm just going to kind of, you know, brain diarrhea all over the place. Um, you know, it's eight in the morning. Sometimes I wake up at three in the morning and I said, hey, maybe I should start a podcast. So that might happen too. Um, a lot of it might be out in the greenhouse, so there might be an echo. Again, I have no idea. This is the first time I'm recording out here. Um, but really just kind of bring awareness to, to good nutrient food, um, good, uh, growing conditions. I don't think, uh, actually I know for a fact what we're doing is not considered organic because it cannot be labeled as organic, but we do buy organic seeds, non-GMO seeds. Uh, I bought organic USD organic food for the fish. I'm not sure if the fish are GMO yet, but we'll see. Um, if we can find a supplier for, for organic or non-GMO fish, we're definitely going to do that. Um, so our, our methods are as close to 
organic as we can. Um, if you look at the natural state of this greenhouse, it is nothing but that. It's it's nothing nothing close to that. Sorry, um, it's very sciency. It's very teched out. We have a lot of clean grow beds. Uh, our pond, you know, is is concrete. Um, it'll be lined with a, a pond liner that. Um, you know, will will benefit the fish, not necessarily natural. Um, the bigger the pic- bigger picture for awesome makers is to do close to nature or back to nature uh, design concept, where we actually have like a freshwater stream, uh, maybe maybe hundred hundred yards or so, uh, where we actually have a salmon run, where we can farm raise salmon in a very natural looking setting, uh, giving them very natural food uh, items. You know. Uh, worms and and bugs and other fish uh, within that system, and then using using the runoff from that system in our aquaponic system. Uh, there's also some talks of what they call lobster ponics, so lobsters or uh, bottom dwelling crustaceans like crayfish and shrimp, um, crawdads, all of those in a in a system decompose fish manure and other plant waste even further and they give a different um, nutrition uh, or a different uh, nutrient profile to their waste their excrement and that just benefits the plants even more Um, so we're going to start looking at that here pretty soon Um, again looking at on the bigger picture you know there's freshwater lobster that uh, we would love to provide and and grow and and uh, fundamentally uh, kind of change, you know, how we uh, we see food here in Colorado. Uh, again, in Colorado, United States, uh, it's almost right in the center of the U.S., so we're pretty far away from any uh, saltwater fish, you know, lobsters and that kind of thing. So we're definitely looking at freshwater. Uh, saltwater would be another thing to look at, too, but it's hard to really desalinate uh, and then use those same nutrients in the aquaponic system unless we were growing seaweed and we've also talked about that as well so again bigger ideas for the bigger picture but starting local starting small with 100 fish Uh, we have a a site inside the greenhouse for 100 adult plants and roughly let's see six times about 700 seedlings we can get in here um, on a constant rotation Again, hop over to at Awesome Acres on Instagram, and we're going to try to post some more pictures as the build is completed, and then uh, kind of do a, a walkthrough and a tutorial on how to build your own. Um, not maybe not as elaborate as the one we've got, um, but uh, you know we just want to encourage everyone to kind of do what they can. You know, if it's just a small hoop house, or if it's just a a raised bed, or even just a, a hanging box on your railing if you live in an apartment complex or a condo um you know it's so satisfying to really just reap what you sow and uh you know there's so many metaphors in life we could use with that but we really uh, at awesome makers want to promote health and wellness and uh self-sustainability you know and not just on a local level but on a global level you know everyone everyone is (laughs) struggling this year we're not going to lie about that um and if you're not, hey man, tell us what you're doing. We'd love to. We'd love to get out of the struggle. I know it's universal, as the reminders have put it, but we are uh, at a at a point in uh, human existence where we have technology, we have 
empathy. Um, we have the tools, um, both mentally, spiritually, and physically, to kind of raise ourselves up. And that's the only thing that's going to do it is us, the, the human race, raising ourselves up. Can't sit here and wait anymore. Um, you know, there's a, there's a pretty strong will to survive uh, with... With every every species, I guess, on Earth, and you know, humans have that will. We also have the means. So let's kind of let's utilize that. You know, that's we've got the technology. You know, um, to quote Field of Dreams, you know, if you build it, they will come. Well, what we're doing here at Awesome Acres is building it and growing. So if you build it, they will grow. Um, what we planted last night. Speaking of growing, we've got collard greens, we've got kale, we've got parsley, we've got cilantro, we've got lettuce. Uh, mix uh, what it's but, uh, butter. We've got um, basil, uh, three varieties of basil, both uh, Genovese purple and um, Thai basil. Uh, just to get us started again, I, I wanted to reach my goal of 100 plants in December. So, December 1st, we planted our seedlings. By December 14th, 15th, uh, they'll probably be ready to transfer into the larger system. And then we can start seedlings all over again and really kind of start going for it. Um, yeah, yeah, that's about it for this podcast. Like I said, it's not tr uh, traditional by any means. I might interview some people. I might not. Um, you might hear a rambling at 3 in the morning when I wake up and just want to go on a rant about um, different growing techniques, um, we use uh, some pretty innovative uh, organic growing practices here at Awesome Acres, so kind of wanted to share those with everyone. Knowledge is power, uh, so we're going to talk about that. Um, yeah, talk about, uh, you know, what it means to be, you know, in, in agriculture in Colorado in the wintertime. It's pretty interesting, uh, even on a small scale. Um, you know, you, you fight so many demons. Like I said, right now, you know, I walked out of my house to my greenhouse. It's 19.6 degrees out and currently now 37 degrees in the greenhouse. So we're warming up. <laughs> um, hopefully that temperature swing will change once we have the, the uh, heat transfer from the aquaponic pond. Uh, yeah, so tilapia typically like about 90 degrees uh, since they're a warm water Nile fish or from the Nile uh, so over that heat you know will warm up all the cement and then that will radiate through the evening into the rest of the greenhouse and then kind of make a nice little nice little system here of heat transfer through uh, through the Sun so um, again more rambling oh man what else do I want to talk about here today um, let's add some humor to the day um, yeah, I don't really know any good farming jokes. I, sh I should probably toss one of those in here and there. Uh, yeah, m mostly uh, the blog is is kind of for me. I'm not gonna not gonna be shy about being selfish about it, but you know, I tried to try to make this dream a reality at Awesome Acres and uh, try to be as innovative as my little brain will let me. And a lot of people have have laughed, honestly. A lot of people have been inspired, and I just want to cater to those that are inspired, uh, and myself and my family, 
uh, to kind of just listen in on my journey as I, you know, try my hand at uh, changing the food system here. Um, again, thinking globally, acting locally, thinking globally. We'd love to develop a lot of these farm systems uh, in every major city in America. We'll start there, and then we'll start moving kind of worldwide, um, making collaborations with other uh, growing opportunities. Um, again, a big inspiration of mine is Biosphere 2 down in Oracle, Arizona, now owned and operated by the University of Arizona. Huge shout out to those guys. Um, I went down there on my 30th birthday. I was supposed to go skydiving down there in Tucson and it got rained out, which was crazy. And um, my brother and I said, well, what do we want to do? And I said, well, sh you know, Biosphere 2 is down here. Let's go check it out. And so we went and took a tour and I was blown away. You know, if you've never seen uh, the movie Biodome, you might not know exactly what I'm talking about, but it's a real thing. You know, they had two scientific uh, studies. Well, they, I mean, they always have scientific studies there, but they had two scientific trials where they had scientists, you know, locked inside this huge biosphere with like five different ecosystems and, you know, desert to jungle to saltwater reef and, you know, to see if they could survive if it was actually uh, viable to do so. And, you know, their experiments were, were just that. They, they were experiments that they collected a lot of data from. They weren't necessarily um, successful in the traditional sense. They, they learned a lot. Um, they learned that that's not necessarily how you can do it, but what the inspiration I got out of it was you can grow a shit ton of food and really cool, unique food inside a controlled environment. And, you know, they have huge, you know, 20, 30, I'm just on the, on the whim here, 30 foot tall trees in these huge biodomes in the desert. You know, it's like, you guys are amazing. You know, this is this is what I want to do here in Colorado because Colorado is a little not as arid and uh, dry. I mean, it's dry, but it's not desert. At least where I'm at. If you go south to like Pueblo, it's definitely getting into the desert scene. But you know, here we we have our pine trees, we have our grass. You know, we have our our uh, our arid plants such as yucca and cactus still. But you know, there's still a lot of greenery. Um, but yeah, it gets really dry. I think. You know, right now we're at like 20% uh, humidity. Um, in the greenhouse, we're looking at 40%, so it's a little... It's getting up there, and that's without any aquaponics going. You know, it's just me and the cement curing. Um, yeah, so, yeah, follow me if you'd like on my chronicling of the Adventures of Awesome Makers, where we have an urban farm um, and do a little bit of homesteading here in Colorado Springs. And if you uh, like me rambling as uh, I like myself rambling, then yeah, definitely follow along. Or if you just want to dip in and hopefully I can, I can title the, the names of the podcasts as appropriately as I, I describe the content, um, you can kind of pick and choose. Like I said, sometimes I want to talk about um, nutrition, of not just food nutrition, but nutrition for our plants. Um, certain insecticides, certain uh, fungicides that we use that are all organic um, that are kind of not really talked about in the mainstream. Uh, I don't know if I'll get in hot water with that, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, well, until then, you know, it's just kind of just chronicling my my arise and my adventure and uh, just wanted to share that with other people and kind of take a, take a step outside of my introverted self and and 
kind of showcase what I'm doing. I think it's pretty awesome. That's why I named it Awesome Makers. I want to be awe-inspiring to others um, and kind of uh, bring bring uh, just a better future for all of us. It's uh, definitely uncertain, but I feel more certain every day I stand in my greenhouse that we can do more and more for for ourselves. Um, so, you know, with that, I'll leave you guys uh, to get through your day. Just over half an hour here of me rambling. Um, there might be just some drunken rambling later on. I don't know. I might drop some more F-bombs. We'll see. Um, like I said, it's, I want to make it an untraditional podcast and give you something fun to, to listen to throughout your day. I listen to podcasts all day long when I'm in here. And, uh, you know, I thought, hey, let's add some more content out there, you know, just to just get it going. So um, at the very end here, I just want to say big thank yous uh, to my family, my friends who supported me. I want to give a big shout out to Kiva, K-I-V-A dot org. Uh, they do a loan program across the world, which has saved us here at Awesome Makers. It saves so many people um, and just allows microloans to happen at a, um, a community-supported setting. Uh, so hop on over to kiva.org. You can start by donating 25 bucks to someone. Uh, it could be here in the United States. It could be someone in you know, Australia or Africa or Asia um, and get, get, uh, get them some assistance they need to kind of promote their business. And uh, what that did for us here at Awesome Makers, I was able to kind of just knock out the build on this greenhouse. Otherwise, it would have taken many, many months of just, you know, working, putting aside some, some of that earnings for the budget, slowly building it. And this way, we were just able to get a loan, secure a loan, secure all the materials we needed, and build and go. Uh, we've, we've probably turned six months of work into one month um, just with having that financial stability. So huge shout out to Kiva. Uh, and all the supporters and all the donators that we had through that platform. Uh, if you guys are listening, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We could have not have done this without you. Um, and I just, uh, and, uh, my heart is just, just on cloud nine. I can't even describe the feeling of, of what that, that blessing has given us. So uh, thank you to Kiva, uh, all the donators through that platform. Thank you to all my friends and family. Thank you for listening. Hey, um, you know, it's a, it's a ramble. Might not have been as fun this first time, but, you know, I promise it's going to get fun. I'm, I'm a witty guy uh, when I can, you know, step outside my my uh, scientific mind here. So um, I'll leave you all with that. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. Um, yeah, hop on over to Awesome Makers on Instagram or Facebook. Check us out, see what we're doing. And, uh, yeah. Let's uh let's stay connected and keep doing this thing. Love you all. We'll talk soon. Bye.